And then I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. This is yours. My life is yours, Lord. Hands up. And just gave him every area of my life. And I began building up that relationship with him on another level. It was building my relationship with him, basically. Like we would with a friend or a family or a spouse. Have you felt that tug of depression? Statistically, one in six women in the United States is on an antidepressant. Not good odds. And all that self-help stuff often has only temporary relief, if not lasting negative effects. It becomes negative because the focus of all self-help goes back to one solitary problem, ourselves. It always relies on us tapping into the strength we have somewhere inside us and suddenly snapping out of it. Then when we can't find the strength or it doesn't last, we are left feeling more deficient, more lost, less equipped, and more broken. Ladies, it takes a true mind shift to gain mental peace, and that can't be found in self-help books, the latest motivational trend, or even within our own strength. This mind shift happens when the most amazing moment comes and you realize you were never meant to be the strong one. In fact, you are meant to surrender. Hey girl, I know you are overwhelmed at the thought of being a Christian. There are so many damaging lessons you need to unlearn and you feel like you were starting over from scratch. Heck, you were even taught not to believe the Bible, so where do you turn for truth? Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield. I too was a girl who left the LDS church. I too felt like I had abandoned everything I had ever known about God. I spent 20 years lost after leaving, wishing someone would just give me the blueprints on faith. How was I supposed to raise my kids with God when I didn't even know how to pray? Can you relate? But as hard as this is, I know you are not ready to give up on Jesus. God opened me up to a real relationship with him through his word. The Bible is not only trustworthy friends, but it is living water to our souls. I don't want it to take you 20 years. Here, you will learn how to pray, you will find truth, and you will finally gain trust in the Lord. If God is for us, who can be against us? This is Finding Faith Above. go any further into today's episode, I want to just say this one is really going to hit home because coming from the religion that we did, it was all works-based. And then when we left, a lot of us then dove into the whole self-help side of things. And both of those things are totally vacant of God's grace in the fact that your self-worth is in him. And that is not what I operated under for a good majority of my life. So I get it. And when I would bring up things to try to help me, you know, if you bring it up sometimes with with other Christians um, or, you know, I brought it up even with a pastor one time, some of the struggles that I was dealing with, with coming to that understanding uh, with God's grace and really understanding his grace. I remember a pastor telling me, well, you're always going to be an ex-Mormon. And that was kind of his answer. And I bring it up with some of my Christian girlfriends and they're like they give you that WTF look like what are you talking about when you say something that's just a little bit too Mormon (laughs) so I say all of this because I a passion of mine a huge passion of mine is really understanding God's grace I mean that is what changed my life and I just love 
love talking about it, love helping women with it, love encouraging you and being there to help you move along in understanding what God's grace really is and how much it can really change your life and every part of it. And that's where your self-worth comes from, is understanding that you are made in, in His image in your heart and moving forward with what He did for us in His grace. So if you are ready to take that next step and you're like, I don't quite understand grace still, and I want to talk to somebody who understands where I'm coming from, it's not going to give you the WTF look, (laughs) but understands where you're coming from, then I would love to talk to you. And I would love to talk to you about God's grace and help you to build that self-worth in such a strong and amazing way through some great Christian life coaching to build that self-worth up and to help you with grace. And I only have three sessions open right now, and I'm going to continue to just keep limiting them because I really do want to give you my full attention. And so I don't want to overload, uh, you know, who I'm working with because I want to give you my full attention. So, so if you are ready to dive into more about God's true grace and understanding what that means as a Christian and, you know, put some of this overwhelmed feeling behind you and just work on God's grace and building up your self-worth with somebody who gets it, who's been there, who understands you, who's not going to give you that WTF look, <laughs> then head on over to findingfaithabove.com slash next steps where you can book your session on there. And I am so excited to get to talk with you guys. It's going to be awesome. This is all about, uh, getting ready to truly find faith above. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. The guest we have on our show today has focused all of her work in Christ to make that mind shift. Lauren Raskili is a woman who has walked through the fire, has been in the depths of depression and illness, and has risen above on his strength. With a renewed sense of purpose, she now lives in his purpose, taking, taking her direction from God alone on where to serve. Lauren is a mom of two beautiful children, and she has worked in health and social care, as well as having a diploma in cognitive behavioral therapy. She is an author of a book that she's going to talk about, Christian-based cognitive behavioral therapy, a Christian life coach, and she helps people to recognize and overcome limiting beliefs and negative mindsets and help them to discover and to step into their God-given purpose. This is going to be a great episode for all all of you and I would really encourage you guys to dive more into what she has to offer because it is all about that mind shift that's really what she works on and uh, she's been through it so she knows and I want to just give you guys a head up that this episode does deal with um, you know some more serious topics and so if you're sensitive to that uh, just kind of keep that in mind Um, she does go over some of her past experience with self-harm and um, thoughts of suicide and and really some more serious things so if you are sensitive to that keep that keep that in mind as you're listening Uh, but I really do feel like her story of redemption and how he has used these things that were hard, really hard uh, for her good is just so beautiful. All right, let's listen. Hi, Lauren. I am so happy that you are here with us today. I am just honored to hear your story and a little bit more about your work. You are just doing amazing things in this world. Hi, thank you for having me, Shelby. It's nice to be here. Yes. So to start with, 
like I said, I think God is really just doing some big things in your life. You are an author, you have this beautiful website and all the different amazing things that it looks like you are are doing for the Lord. Just wanted to open it up first to start with just to see what it is all you do and just share what you do because it all just looks so, so meaningful. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't what I had planned for my life. <laughs> But God had some different ideas and this year has just been phenomenal, really. Um, yeah, it started with publishing the book. Um, so it's Christian-based cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, so it's like a course slash book with eight sessions. So it combines CBT or cognitive behavioural therapy with prayer, scripture, biblical meditation and biblical mindfulness and it's it's set out like a course or like you would have CBT and there's little bits of homework and exercises and meditation prompts in there as as well that was the beginning of this ministry yeah that's amazing and you also do some speaking you have a blog you do all sorts of fun stuff <laughs> yeah it's great actually I said the book started it off this book was the start of this year but the blogs I started off with the blog three three years ago now after coming out of depression God was telling me to basically and help other people and I had a bit of an argument with him at first thinking I wasn't ready but turns out his plan was right and I it took me two weeks. I didn't, he told me to start blogging. I didn't even know what blogging was. So um, <laughs> I had to research into that. And then that started. Um, yeah, that was about just over three years ago now. Isn't it funny too, how God does that? He always asks us to do the crazy biggest things that we're like, what is that? <laughs> Where am I supposed to go with this? But as my late grandfather said, his timing is always perfect. And so we just have to trust him. Yeah. But you do have a story on how you got here and stories mean so much, especially to new Christian women who are, are coming into faith and trying to figure out who God is and how he is going to work in our life. And that's why I open up this podcast to everyone to just share their story on how they got to where they are and how God is working in their life. And so I wanted to open that up to you to be able to, to share a little bit more about your story and in hopes that it will touch someone and move them forward with the Lord. Okay, great. When I was 14, I started having fainting episodes. It was happened two, three, five times a day and almost every day. And I was in and out of hospital for years and years from test after test done and they never gave me a di diagnosis. It was, yeah, so I spent half of my school years in hospital. <laughs> and with that came mental health issues as well in 2002 I tried taking my life um it wasn't just that it was other stuff as well but yeah it had a impact on that and then in two probably about four or five years ago now I it stopped so it comes and goes in seasons so for 24 years it's been a seasonal so it will last usually a couple of years and then it'll go quiet for a little while for maybe a couple of months up to a year and but it was never long enough for me to be able to take my driving lessons and then about four or five years ago it did stop long enough for me to do them 
So I did my driving lessons. I was newly a single mum and I was working for a Christian charity, I passed my test, passed my driving test and started driving. And things seemed, <laughs> air quotes, great at that time. And it was, it did feel it. And then three months after driving, um, I think three months after driving around and <laughs> it being like this, I had another really bad episode and it put me in hospital on the cardiology ward for a week. As a result from that, the consultant told me I couldn't drive anymore. I had to go on sick leave from work, who then asked me to resign. And then a month later, they finally gave my mate gave me a diagnosis they called it neurocardiogenic syncope and the consultant told me that there wasn't a cure or treatment for it with all of that stuff going on I just and being really ill I just went into this state of depression again my daughter was helping out around the house so she must have been 15 something like that at the time she was helping up around the house. She would help me in and out of the shower. It's like if my son got upset if I, because the amount of time I cuss, concussed myself when I black out, and he'd get upset. So she was having to deal with me, him, and yeah, she was incredible. And my heart just goes out to her, and I'm just I'm eternally grateful for her at that time. But I felt like a burden, and I felt like I was a useless mother. I couldn't do. <laughs> The things that I felt a mum should be doing, that word should, <laughs> probably come back to that later. But yeah, things were out of my control. There was nothing I could do about it. It was really tough and I was self-harming as well. Obviously, I just withdrew from everyone and everything. So it was weird because it was like I was lonely and yeah, I wanted to be alone and I needed help, but I didn't want to ask for it sort of thing. It was that's quite the case with people with depression it wasn't a pretty time I felt like I was in a pit of darkness um though my faith I'd been a Christian for 15 odd years so I'd born again Christian so I knew he was real I, I just felt like he wasn't there and obviously I had my kids so I wouldn't have taken tried to take my life again because but I just felt so desperate. Anyway, some time after feeling like that, I was like gone on for some time and I just decided one day I just woke up, just like, I'm fed up of feeling like this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I literally, I was literally face down on the floor, crying my eyes out to God. And I just said, Lord, please help me. I don't want to be in this earth anymore. Help, help me in it or take me away and yes that was the beginning of it really a couple of weeks later and I just I began to rebuild my relationship up with him so I'd read in the bible again started listening to worship music it wasn't easy it's I started doing devotionals that was like the easy way in I listened to worship music that I suppose it wasn't worship music but it was Christian music but it was like things like in the eye of the storm and <laughs> Things like that was like, it's okay not to be okay. Those sort of songs that kind of met me where I was. That was really helpful. And I just started building up that relationship with God again. Since then, I just began to grow again with him. And he asked me to write the book. And again, I didn't feel like I was ready. And it wasn't the 
because I was because at the same time I was doing a long distance university degree health and social care and half of that was mental health and um during some prayer time God said to me about writing the book and it was to do with mental health and faith and that's all I knew anyway a little bit late later I think I think it was a year or two ago I was again I, I just resubmitted to God and I just said look I'm not doing this on my own anymore I'm going to give up any sense of that not being in control but wanting to be in control and I'm going to give it all to you and and I did I, I, I literally gave him every area of my life where in the past I thought my relationship with God was good and it was I'm not saying it wasn't but then I went through the depression and then other situations and circumstances and mistakes and then I was like yeah I'm not doing this anymore this is yours my life is yours Lord hands up and just gave him every area of my life and I began building up that relationship with him on another level it was building my relationship with him basically like we would with a friend or a family or a spouse we just spent more time with him got to know him by reading his word and yeah worshiping him and yeah and then it was after I decided to that and submitted and gave up myself for him that this ministry started growing. Oh, that's amazing. I read a statistic the other day, one in, I believe it's six women now is on an antidepressant and that, that may be American figures. I'm not sure where, where that lands, where you are. So many people are suffering and so many people are going through hard times and not knowing how to get out of it. And I know for myself, I dealt with some things before in my life as well, really feeling lost for a long time. And, um, it really was not until I had my moment like yours, where, you know, it's two 30 in the morning, I'm crying to God. And I basically just said, I can't, I can't do this by myself. And the world wants to tell you, you can, they want to tell you you're strong enough. Why can't you get out of bed? Why can't you go do these things? Why are you having a hard time? You're strong enough. But I think when you have that moment, when we say, you know what, God, I, I know I'm not strong enough here. I need you. And then it's, you get this strength that is, um, it is otherworldly. It's from him <laughs> to keep going. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's one of the verses that kept going through all of this was Philippians 4, 13. I could do all things through him who strengthens me. It's not our strength. It's his. And just by connecting with him and building that relationship with him, we can tune into that strength and become empowered <laughs> if you want to use that word but yeah on a completely different level and it doesn't happen necessarily overnight but our outlook changes so it's like that transformation and that relationship has to be built within and that takes some time and um, his purpose for us then I think is revealed through that growing but the transformation of us being able to see the world differently and having that strength that happens almost right away when you give it to him it just takes a little bit of time for us to get up like all the gusto to make it all happen. But it sounds like you are, which is awesome. So you mentioned the word should, and that maybe we should come back to that. What were you thinking there with the word should? That's an important word. <laughs> it's 
an important word. Um, so after that period of time, I began a course of CBT. So I was having CBT myself. And for those of you that not that aren't aware of what CBT is yet, then it's cognitive behavioural therapy. And it's a talking therapy. It's one of the top talking therapies these days. And it's used to help retrain your mind and basically change changing those thought processes around from for instance in my case things that I felt like I should be doing or those thoughts that were limiting me beliefs that weren't quite correct and it can help you basically retune our thought processes and we do that and should is a word that my therapist picked up on that I kept saying because at that time I felt that I, I I should be doing the school runs I I should be making the kids dinner these are like things that you would think a mum should do <laughs> but that word should can be quite dangerous because that word was probably one of the main reasons that I ended up in that mindset and that kind of pit, so to speak, because I felt I should be doing these things. And it wasn't until I'd finished that course that I'd realised, oh, hold on a minute. Yes, as a mum, we probably, I'm going to use the word again, should be doing these things. But my story, my testimony was different and it's going to be the same for everyone. We've all got different circumstances and I shouldn't have been doing all that stuff because I was ill. What I should be doing was probably a bit of self-care and listening to what my body needed and that was rest and water and medication. But it was, yeah, even though those things couldn't, make me better and the doctors couldn't make me better I felt that I should have been doing certain things when in fact that wasn't actually the case that's basically what I mean by <laughs> the word should <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that's a big thing for a lot of women the world really wants to put us in a box of what we should be doing but we know that God has a very different plan for us <laughs> that his his will is a lot bigger than the should we just have to figure out how to get there to his will, as opposed to all the pressures that the world does put on us that um, aren't going to lead us in the direction often that he wants us going and where we need to be as productive human beings living his word and his life. A big part of what I truly believe is that our purpose in this world is to know God and to make him known. And we get really caught up a lot of times on all the other stuff that the world says our purpose should be getting to that place where he really speaks to us and through us and moving forward. And that's really our goal and where we should be and where we will be the most at peace. But getting there's hard sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so more about your book, because you mentioned the cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, but your book is all Christian based. So how does that work? How does the Christian side of it in bringing that to CBT work? With cognitive behavioral therapy, it's about changing our thought processes and how it works and what our focus is on and what our mind is on mindful of the situations around us are we mindful of the negative stuff that is going on um are we mindful of 
ourselves and uh, make perhaps other people or are we mindful of Christ hence the name of my blog and that is basically what CBCBT does it changes those thought processes so it's doing the same thing but instead it's turning our focus and our mindset around onto God onto the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how it should be. Romans 12.2 says, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We need to renew our minds, and that is, I hope and pray, one way of doing it. Yeah, I've had some lovely feedback, and it seems to be going good. So thank you, Lord. I'll just praise him for that. Yeah. I am so happy we're bringing this into this podcast because the whole point of this ministry that I do is helping women who have gone through more serious religious paths that left God completely, been lost, and now they are coming into a Christian life. And the thing that has to happen is that reframing of the mind that has to happen because a lot of times too, when you're coming from a different, more workspace religious past, your mindset is You've been told certain things about God and you've been told certain things about who you are in God and your brain tends to want to reject everything, like throwing the baby out with bathwater. And so moving forward though, with Christ, you have to have that mind shift and you have to be open to wanting to do that and to learn who he really is. And so I would just suggest, I think that this book is an amazing tool for anyone who is going through that to be able to use. So thank you for bringing that to us because I think it, it could really help so many women out there. Thank you. You're welcome. I also just wanted to talk a little bit about what all else you do and where people could find you. And if they wanted to work more with you on this, because I think that this is something that a lot of people could really benefit from, uh, where would they go to be able to continue to learn more and to work with you? Okay. So my website is mindfulofchrist.net. Um, I also have available, I'm, I'm also a Christian mindset coach. So we work on limiting beliefs and confidence and we, uh, my packages include CBT and other techniques and tools as well. I also have a program or so I've got coaching programs and then I've got another little section which is called support and accountability so I can work alongside the book with people as well and that's um, at a much lower rate than the coaching but yes that's all on the website so mindfulofchrist.net and yeah I just work online remotely so we do it like we are on zoom one-to-one sessions i have a challenge coming out in the new year i just in the process of putting it all together called indestructible faith and at the same time i'll be launching my next book and that's basically it's going to also going to be called indestructible faith and it's going to be prayer and journal prompts and yes a mixture of that so yeah i'm not going to give too much away i love it All right. So for women who are struggling in their faith and are just new to Jesus and and maybe just struggling in general in life and could use some encouragement, what would you suggest to help them to find that faith and to move forward? Okay. Firstly, I'd say you are not alone. You might feel like you are. And I get that. 
but you are not alone. Jesus is there. Please do just reach out to him. Whether you feel like he's there or not, he is there. Reach out with him. Take that step. Try and rebuild that relationship with him. And yeah, reach out to anyone around you that you can trust, whether it's a close friend or family member or even um, elders from your local church. Please reach out to someone because all the time you're keeping to yourself, you're isolating yourself from other people and that's not healthy. Yeah, just reach out and start rebuilding those relationships again. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being here today. I, I think that your work is really going to help so many people, and I really feel honored to have you here today. So thank you. Thank you so much, Shelby. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. It was nice chatting. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to join the Facebook group where you can have a safe space to do all the sharing because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are at and I want to help you have all the hope and none of the lost. Resources, art, Bible studies, it's all there just for you findingfaithabove.com. Wishing you all the best in love in Jesus' name. See you next time.